This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're back at Off the Break Podcast. It's just Cody and Kyle today. What? There's no Ken? There's no Ken. Sorry. He had to be at home with the kids. Is Eric coming back? <laughs> no. Eric's quarantined in Los Angeles. Yeah. We yeah. hope he's surviving. He, he seems to be doing pretty well so far, keeping safe. Yeah. Checked on him. <laughs> yep. But he is in L.A. doing his thing mm-hmm. and on lockdown. What a time. Like, you know, it would, when you don't have the job right away and you go, like, wouldn't you think you want to do all the touristy things? Like, go see all the sites. And, yeah. And you're just on lockdown. Like, he's, <laughs> his L.A. experience so far is just an apartment. He can probably see something from a window. Whatever, I hope. Whatever the view may be. I hope. But when you just get started... I'm sure you don't get the best view. Yeah, not quite the best time to visit Los Angeles, that's for sure. Poor Eric. <laughs> yeah, but he did leave at the right time, though, out of this uh, industry, all things considered. Because right. as soon as he left, uh, this virus just started appearing out of nowhere. So I, I see the connection. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. <laughs> well, on our podcast today, um, we have some good news about some release calendar uh, changes that yeah. have come up. So we're super excited about that. Uh, put some hope on the horizon, which, it, you know, I think people can just get through this if there's a little bit of hope, something to look forward to. Yeah. And so we have some good news in that regard. Uh, we wanted to talk about some of the um, small business loans that are being talked about in the media for businesses affected by the COVID-19 shutdowns. Um, And so we'll want to get into those a little bit. Um, We're not experts by any means, but I know that there are a lot of questions out there. And, you know, you see flashy headlines and other podcasts being like, get your piece of the $2 trillion. Well, is that really going to happen? And um, what can you do to make sure that you can get taken care of? So we'll talk a little bit about that. And then... Um, just to wrap up on what we've heard in the last week from the film companies. So just uh, regarding billing and, and, uh, more release changes. So where do you want to start, Kyle? Uh, I guess we'll start with the first thing you mentioned and that would be all the new release announcements that have been happening today and yesterday. Yeah. Let's start off with good news. I'm in like a happy place. Let's start off with the good (laughs) news, happy place. That sounds good. So, um, the biggest news that we have is that Disney has just announced that Mulan and Jungle Cruise are now slated for the July releases. So in July, we will have two Disney family temples. Actually, uh, I hate to burst your bubble on this good news, but Jungle Cruise is pushed back a year. So it's actually in 2021 of July. What's the other one then? Uh, I just know that Mulan is going to be July 24th as of now. Um, I don't think there was any other July releases for for Disney, Disney, I don't believe. Uh, I know Black Widow is November 6th of 2020. Uh, free guys moving from July to December of 2020. Uh, and then beyond that, it's just a bunch of Marvel projects being pushed back into 2021, 2022. I got excited at Jungle Cruise. I just think I'm so desperate, but we get a Mulan, so that's not not as fun, but that's That's okay. I was really excited about Jungle Cruise. It, it looked like rock. a it looked like a fine movie, uh, but I don't think Disney's in any rush to get that one out as much as uh, they are with Mulan. 
I wonder if that Mulan date now is is set because China is going to open up its film market. Oh, that's probably a big reason. That's the only reason why they're. I think studios are doing that. Studios are having wishful thinking right now of hoping to open in the late summer or hoping that theaters open in the late summer. Like I know um, Paramount is thinking about having uh, a Quiet Place Part Two open in September, so late summer, early fall. Okay, so we've got Mulan in July. We've got Wonder Woman in August, yep. and we've got Quiet Place in September. Are there any other big ones that we got to look forward to? I mean, I'll take one new film a month if that's better than nothing that we've had in all of <laughs> April. Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as there's kind of a trend of yeah. uh, things to come, then we might be okay. That is if everything kind of goes back to normal about that time. Uh, no, most of the pushbacks are for... 2021 2022 um i don't see anything for october that's really big the french dispatch but that's kind of a smaller scale movie that's gonna be small in october upscale Um, art house fair yeah black widow is just gonna be at november so we're gonna get black widow and james bond over thanksgiving that's right yeah bond is supposed to be coming out on thanksgiving as well i don't think they'll move that no i think bond's pretty set yeah so black widow still can have its run before bond comes out right well, they'll probably do it like they where they put frozen and where they've put you know they they open the last couple thor movies mm-hmm. at that same spot so they're probably doing like what they're gonna do with thor with black widow yeah since they pushed thor love and thunder back so far yeah um and i'm sure a lot of these got pushed back because to the following year because of the post-production getting shut down oh yeah a lot of these are projects that still haven't wrapped up yet so that yeah. just makes sense and it or principal filming is probably wrapped up but the all the special effects digital stuff is still being worked on and that Mm -hmm. you know is in chaos right now yeah um december it looks like things got moved there uh top gun got moved to christmas yes uh free guy actually got moved to december 11th okay so there's that space between what is it black widow and free guy that they're and i think they're really going to be banking on free guy um for like an early christmas release don't you think Maybe. I, I, I just think that um, they're hopefully going to start using Ryan Reynolds' uh, marketing prowess. You know, he oh, for is sure. so good at self-marketing Yeah, that it just gives them more time to get out there and and um, do that for the company. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's good. It's not really a film that is like a Christmas title that probably wouldn't have put in the Christmas corridor. Maverick w- will work great. That Yeah, I think so. I'm only disappointed that we couldn't get it in August or... You know, after right around Wonder Woman, not at the same time, let Wonder Woman have her run. Yeah. And then a couple of weeks later, come in with Maverick because it would be nice to give guys something at that time, too, yeah. action wise. And you still want a little bit of the summer. But summer's now moved to fall and winter anyway at this point. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah but it, kids will hopefully be back in school by then. I mean, hopefully everything's back to normal by yeah. then. Um, I think for July, you were thinking of the SpongeBob movie because that oh, did get maybe. pushed to July 31st. Maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So SpongeBob. Which that's not bad. No. No. I mean, at least I, hey, I'm not going to be picky about quality of films as long as we actually have films on the release calendar. Yeah. So I know that Disney did take Artemis Fowl off the release calendar and put it to Disney Plus. Yeah. That got announced today as well uh, as many other changes were saying. Yeah. But I'm disappointed in that it's just again content that probably would be fine in the theater 
but is going to a streaming site, am I... It it just shows how streaming is going to suck up a certain level of film. If the mm-hmm. quality wasn't there, it's going to suck it in. And unfortunately, I don't think Artemis Fowl was that strong a film for Disney. No. I mean, while we say that like these big budget films are probably safe for coming back to theaters, there are yeah. certain uh, nuances to that where right. it like a... Artemis Fowl, yes, is big budget, but is it really going to draw in that much as compared to like a Black mm-hmm. Widow or Mulan? Probably not. Right. They need Black Widows and they need Mulans to be billion mm-hmm. dollar movies. And we've said this before, and you cannot get to a billion dollar worldwide gross if you don't put it in theaters. Like streaming platforms are never going to equate that Yeah, for the studio. So they're just never going to get the money back from them. I did notice that that the new mutants has not gotten a new release date yet. It's still unsaid. So right. I am wondering if this is finally the camel that or what's the saying? The camel no, whatever broke the camel's back. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the saying is that the uh straw that broke the, the camel's straw, back. Thank you. I was like the camel that broke the other camel's back. <laughs> <laughs> the broken camel backs everywhere. <laughs> uh, I've been in quarantine, I'm losing it. Um but I'm wondering if this is going to be like the final trigger where it's going to be put on streaming Hulu or Disney plus. I don't think it'll go to Disney plus. I know it's, I think that's why Disney doesn't know what to do with it because they can't put it on Disney plus. It's just not that. um, I think it's too dark for the family friendliness. Um, They could definitely put it on Hulu, but I don't know if they get as much back from Hulu. I mean, they have a controlling stake, but they don't, they don't, solely own hulu i think yeah. universal still comcast might still own some of it yeah it, i i just think that with it not having a release date among with everything else that it has including like you know bob's burgers that we've heard nothing about indiana indiana right. jones has a new release date and that's still not even in production yet it just makes me wonder if they're finally just gonna take their loss with it and just throw it up somewhere maybe not right. disney plus probably hulu but i would think it would have to be hulu yeah or maybe they'll do like what Universal's doing with a premium VOD. No, oh, it could do that too. You know, I think yeah. what if they're waiting to see what Universal does with Trolls, how this actually works out with the oh. premium VOD? Because Trolls is a little different. Uh, it's not going straight to a streaming. It's going, you know, you have to spend 20 bucks to purchase it yeah. on the TV. Um, so I wonder if they're waiting to see if that works. And then they can do the same thing basically offer it to theaters but who knows if they'll they'll take it up yeah i don't think that's a far-fetched theory mm-hmm. i'd never thought of it that way of following what is it the trolls method method now yeah, is that what we're calling it trolls method <laughs> of distribution where yeah you falsely say that you're gonna put it in theaters but really you're just put doing it direct to streaming premium vod i mean i guess at least we're prepared if disney does do that it'd be yeah i mean pretty crazy <laughs> it'd be um, crazy for disney because disney's not i wouldn't be surprising though you know they this kind of can lead into our next conversation we we're going to have you know last week we talked really passionately about the film companies needing to back off a little on payments because if you don't have your doors open and you literally have no one coming in you are not generating any revenue yeah. and so how could you possibly pay advances or past due balances right now but you know we, I think I often forget that these studios are owned by major, major corporations and, you know, um, that have 
ownership in other industries. So now Warner Brothers is owned by AT&T, a telephone company, and no one gets a telephone without prepaying ahead of time. (laughs) So, you know, I think that there is some worry on the studio level now that if they don't get paid during this time, if you don't keep up with your past due accounts, that they're going to go to this prepayment um this prepayment plan where you have to pay your film rental ahead of time or anticipated film rental or these huge advances to be able to get the product and i and you never know if that's going to happen because of like the paramount decrees you know uh making blind bidding illegal saying i'm not i'm not going to guarantee you any money ahead of time there's several states that you can't pay minimums so you can get a film but the but no one can say you have to pay a minimum amount of film rental to get it so um, they can still advance in those states though so I think the worry is that studios now even though the film distribution parts of them are being like hey we're part of this major corporation and they're they need to pay bills too and so they're not gonna unfortunately take um any loss on any of this Mm -hmm. revenue right now. So if you paid it, if you played it, you have to pay it. And they would like a payment plan. Like if you went to a creditor, they're willing to work with you, but they need actual payments and they need you to contact and make that plan with them. Because I just see that a lot of theaters are going to ignore them right now being like, I can't get paid because I don't have any money coming in. And then the studios are going to turn around and punish them at the end of this, unfortunately. Yeah, I, it's pretty much just wishful thinking if you're hoping that studios are just going to be in the same kind of limbo as you are right now, right. which we wish that would be the case. We wish they would oh. be a bit more understanding, but it's like you said, they have a they have eyes higher up on them that is breathing down their neck. So not that they have a choice or not, but it just right. pushes them to be asking for this money that just straight up is just not there because everything is shut down right now. So I think... Knowing that, theaters need to do what they can when they apply for some of these loans and stuff to make a contingency fund because they probably will be put on advances. And Mm -hmm. then the whole payment structure of paying film rental at 30 days or longer is just probably going to go out the window. You are probably going to have to have money on account. You're probably going to have to have money up front moving forward. And... Unless you're in a good place, obviously, unless you are caught up right now, which very few theaters, I think, are like that. Um, unless you're in, in sitting in pretty in that spot, it's going to you're going to have to mitigate some of the fallout from that down the road. And, you know, because all the all the studios have to do right now when they're not distributing a film is sit there and look at what's owed. And a lot of the sales, they have a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of salespeople now are being redirected into the cash departments going after past due amounts. So it's not like you're going to get to your salesperson. And they're going to not know that you owed. Yeah. I mean, they're everybody's well aware of what's owed on and the reports now aren't print count reports anymore. It's how much money is outstanding. And so while you're, you know, rightly so distracted with a number of elements in your business at, with the theater, you know, not getting those bills paid, the studios are looking at now at your account so close. And the longer it goes without getting paid, I guess the worst case it is. But we've really been trying to negotiate with the studio saying mm-hmm. like, look, you know, let's 
come up with a plan. Like, let's not punish the theaters right now. Let's not punish them because they couldn't pay you. Mm-hmm. It's not like they're choosing not to pay you on, maliciously on purpose. They're really not paying anybody right now. Yeah. And so when we get to that point where we want to reopen, if you need, if you want to get paid, then we need to work out something where, you know, you're paying the current film rental and some of your, you know, you, theaters might just need to look at the box office as like a hundred percent not theirs anymore. So while you're used to paying 60% of the box office, you hundred percent might be going to past due balances and your current revenue. So yeah, which will only hurt them even more in the future if they're trying to open up. Yeah. Because they're not going to get anything from those ticket sales. So yeah, exactly. It's just so murky down the road. But unfortunately, you know, the studios are kind of unbending at this point on on the past due payments, we're sad to report. And that it is, you know, unfortunately just something that is going to be hounded on theaters. They're mm-hmm. going to be after that money in the next few months, regardless of the fact that they don't have product on the release schedule. They're going to want paid for the product they did um, have and you did show which when it comes down to it you did play the film you have to pay the film rental I, mm-hmm. I get it it's just our whole industry is under this dramatic shift in how bills are paid when they're paid how quickly they're paid what amounts they're paid at I mean it's just all accelerated up yeah and I I, I think moving forward after this point there it's going to be harder and harder to go longer and longer without paying you're going to have to pay film rental probably every week if you don't already do that now yeah i mean the payment plans are probably going to get stricter but i hope that the studios are at least able to make a deal of sorts to where it just becomes easier for you to play things you know what i mean yeah i i would love to see that because then that gets everybody back on their feet Mm -hmm. it allows them to to show product to get the people back in into the swing the movie going behavior and then and you're still taking care of the studio you're not stealing from the studio at all you're still taking care of them you're just doing it at a later date but i think the opposite is going to happen unfortunately i think that moving forward you will need to make sure that your past due film rental is paid for before you get another film you are probably not going to be able to book something if you have any amount of past due mm-hmm. film rental or any missing box office reports or anything out too far outstanding other than a week or two. Like you, you that window of outstanding film rental and BORs is going to shrink considerably. And I have a feeling that studios moving forward are just not going to take dates if you owe anything. And that we kind of saw that trend happening more and more, um, which was really hard for some people because they had been in the business for 30 years and you always paid at 30 days. Well, I think that's long gone now. I think you are seven to 14 days max and, and that money better be there or be on the way before they'll let you have anything. So get used to wires, ACHs, overnight checks. Yeah. Um, you're going to have to build that into your expenses moving forward. Yeah, that just makes me worry more and more. I mean, while it's great to see, you know, these dates popping up for these movies in the second half of 2020 and it gives theaters hope, at the same time, though, it's still going to take time for an adjustment uh, to happen to where people kind of come at a normal rate to theaters. So even with these, you know, payment um, times and dates are going to be shifted some on top of getting these new releases coming out now, but there's no 
audience flow coming in is just going to make things tighter on theaters, just going to oh, be tougher. Super tough. And, you know, while we're, su- while I'm so thankful that there is new films on the horizon. Yeah. Believe me. And I hopefully that stays that way. Hopefully right. things calm hopefully down, goes changes. back to normal. They're yeah. able to get their marketing back up and running yeah. and everybody just knows that this is going to happen. Um, I'm concerned that they've not talked about print counts yet. I know it's super early, but man, you've got 4,000 theaters in the U.S. or you nearly 5,000. If you don't have a big print count on Mulan in July and you and Disney holds back because they don't want the expense of creating so many drives, you know, it doesn't matter that there's a Mulan out there if you can't have access to a print. That's going to be so challenging. Yeah. So hopefully that, you know, everybody just cross their fingers and pray that Disney decides <laughs> to do a 4,000 plus print count on yeah. Mulan and blow it out to try to get in as many theaters as they can. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure there'll be areas still pretty hard hit and the more you can fan it out into diverse areas, probably the better. So that'll be something we'll keep an eye on as we move forward is our dates coming back on the release schedule, but are they coming back in a way that people are going to have access to them? That's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, for sure. We'll be keeping an eye on those trends. So some good news. Some dates are coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. Bad news. The companies want you to pay, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but that's all, you know, it's just hopefully st- stuff is starting to come back, which is really good. Yeah. So in the meantime, there has been a lot of talk about loans, mm-hmm. government, you know, spending trillions of dollars to pump money back into the economy on short, on some short term loans. Now there's several kinds out there. Um, I'm not, an expert on any of these right now. And And I'm less than that. (laughs) Again, I've never heard of some of these until this crisis happened. And Mm -hmm. I'm sure many of our listeners have not ever heard of this SBA disaster relief loans, Mm -hmm. unless they have actually been in an area where um, a natural phenomenon happened and they needed disaster relief. Right. So there's a few of those um, loans out there, but the one that I think that is making the biggest news is the payroll protection program. And this is the loan that came out of that $2 trillion government stimulus package that was just passed. Um, it set aside, I think, $500 million or billion dollars for small businesses okay. for this loan program. And um, and so what, you, what you're supposed to do with it, it's to help cover payroll expenses so that you don't have to furlough or fire any of your employees. It's a 1% two-year loan, and um, they take into account a percentage of your of your um, payroll expense, and then they loan that out, back out to you. So it's uh, really easy to apply for. It's literally just one sheet. They're being administered through an FDIC-credited institution, so your local bank probably. It will be your best bet to, for, um, to apply through. And, to, and we'll help partner with you on it. And um, you fill out, it's one page application and you do a small calculation. You take your yearly payroll amount and then you um, put it into this equation where you times it by like 2.5 and then you take that amount and times it by 0.25. And you basically get um, 
and you add those together and then you get your total loan amount. So it's, um, it's your monthly payroll times 2.5 plus the EIDL, which is a 0.25 calculation. Um, and then that gets you your loan amount. So it's pretty simple, um, application process. And again, it's two years, 1%, but it helps you with payroll so you can keep employees on. Cause I know for a lot of small businesses, you know, that you're going to need these people back, especially for theaters. When you've trained somebody on projection equipment and your operating standards and your procedures, it's hard. You can't just go out and find another person to be able to understand, that the projection equipment and stuff. So yeah. keeping strategic employees, um, especially the ones that have access to your payroll and your mm-hmm. stuff, the ones you really trust, this is a, a good way to try to keep them on staff. Um, but you know, it's being inundated right now with applications. Everybody is, I mean, this is crazy, not just our industry, but so many industries are affected by this and everybody is applying for this right now. So we still suggest that you work with local institutions, your banks to see what you can do there. And, you know, if you're in a small town and you have a small town theater and you're the only game in town, you maybe need to go talk to your local city government and say, Hey, I'm going to have to shut this because I, I'm not making it. We're all, we're all shut down. I know a lot of businesses are struggling, but if this is something important to the community, then we need to figure out, ways we can keep it if it unless if it's a grant from this from your city or your state or your county if it's a loan through them if it's just uh, property tax forgiveness there's lots of things you can maybe go talk to them about I'm sure they're also being inundated with other businesses but it doesn't hurt to see what you can do because unlike I hate to say this but like unlike any restaurant theaters have a special place culturally within the city yeah definitely it is a meeting place a place to send your kids Mm -hmm. Uh, just it's just so important to socialize communally and so there's i think that bumps up the importance of a theater a little higher than just any any local business yeah definitely this is why um we always preach to reach out to your community especially if you're in a small Mm -hmm. town because um they may not know it quite yet or maybe they do know it now but that you are an important asset to your community and, and you're uh, gonna be right an, now you'll probably need yeah. their help more than ever. And you're going to be an important asset. Remember, you know, when people are scared to congregate right now, they're mm-hmm. scared to socialize and we can't live our lives like that. Yeah. And until, you know, sports comes back and movies come back, the thing, the cultural things that bind us together, the community aspects come back, you know, we're, we're going to be so isolated. And, and I think it's important to show that you support the community, mm-hmm. um, communal areas, the, the places where you do socialize mm-hmm. and, you know, and supporting theaters is going to be part of that because we don't want everybody to be so fearful that their behavior changes after this, that they aren't part of their communities anymore. I mean, that's not healthy for the community and it's not healthy for individuals. So yeah. And it's also not good for business. No, (laughs) doesn't help them out that much. No. So, you know, I think theaters might be a great way to get people back into socializing and say, Hey, come, we'll do, we'll do spacing at the theater. We'll, We'll play old shows. We'll mm. do rent outs. We'll do things to get you back in the community, but still make you feel safe. Yeah. I mean, granted, when reopening does happen, there will be that lull where 
people are still nervous or people are still worried about you know reinfection rates yeah reinfection (laughs) about coming out um in the public as quickly as they can but i don't think that lull will be as long i do think it'll it will happen fairly soon for them but there will be a painful lull uh but once you know the community sees that more and more people have shown up to a theater a small town theater then it'll it'll come back to normalcy i think any parent with a child especially elementary school age (laughs) right now like i have I just want to be able to take them to a movie so badly. Yeah. I just, I know there's nothing really out, but man, it would be nice to get out of the house, Mm -hmm. to go sit in a theater. And if I'm going to have, I mean, they're watching movies at the house. I just wish we could be out out of the house to do that right now. Yeah. It gets old. And it does get old. And I would like the experience of getting their popcorn and their water Mm -hmm. and M&Ms and Man, I, you just no matter how hard we try, we cannot recreate that at home. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean that's the same for even if you're not a family of four. If right. you're just you know a couple, or if you're just you know with a group of friends or whatever, you can't. You still can't quite recreate that theater mm-hmm. experience. No. Oh, I miss some of my friends. <laughs> but we're making it through. We we yeah. do this for the greater good. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's on the same page with that. On an interesting side note that I just thought of, we have been having, because of like what I said, you cannot recreate the theatrical experience at home, no matter what you do. It's just not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Several theaters have opened up their concession stands for um, pickup and delivery. And they're seeing actually a lot of success with that right now because you cannot get movie theater popcorn anywhere. You cannot buy it. You cannot make it at home. Movie theater popcorn, the taste <laughs> of it, everything is just so essential mm-hmm. um, to that experience that people, and I think people really miss it. And so, yeah, people are having movie nights at home. Maybe people want to watch Trolls at home because they're still under the <laughs> shelter in place directives of yeah. their state, mm-hmm. but they're going to want movie theater popcorn. So really think about uh, a deal that you can do, whether it's, large bags of popcorn to be picked up if it's your whole concession stand with the pretzels and you know if you do the light finger foods like chicken fingers and stuff yeah um have it all opens you if you're keeping an employee on staff there and monitoring <laughs> the theater you you know put them back to work yeah get them all they have to do is prepare them and get them to the door mm-hmm. but i or, mean even though people are under quarantine and they probably stocked up on food i don't think like you know every day they want to be cooking or you know they probably just want to have a snack instead of cook and even then they're probably you know sick of the old chips that they have in the back of the counter or the cabinet or whatever but we've had so many different variations of this have come into play so we've had some theaters do huge bags like Mm -hmm. huge big bags of these of popcorn at for a couple bucks like five bucks a bag i mean this is bigger than the bag you would have got in the theater and um and those are selling really well. We've had another client take it a step further and actually create a Shopify account a uh, website. So you can go on this on this site, put in an order, it pings the theater and they make it up and you can go and pick it up. It's like a e-commerce is great and they quickly got a domain they quickly made the site all within a couple hours and it's working it's working great and they're they're blowing it out to all their locations they tested it in one and got such a great response that they are now doing it at all their locations 
And they probably, even after they reopen, may continue to still do this because they found a new revenue stream of people yeah. just wanting the concessions. <laughs> I and mean, that, they're making most of their money off of concessions anyway, so right. you might as well lean into it. Like, super lean And they're allowing drive-through and pickup and whatnot, so yep. Yeah, lean and delivery. I mean, so there, there's a lot of room. You can go super advanced tech with your own ordering website that, you know, sends you the orders, or you can just do, you know, over-the-phone mm-hmm. You know, orders and have them bagged and tagged mm-hmm. for people. But if you can get a couple hundred dollars a month off of your concession i mean all that food's going to waste while you're closed anyway so you might as well be utilizing it that can go a long ways to old film rental it could go a long ways to keeping lights mm-hmm. on you know all the little bills that are popping up to make to keep the theater there and functional you can't just shut everything down though yeah per, if people don't understand projector equipment is extremely sensitive equipment it's extremely finicky you have to have it in a that's why they have the back rooms yeah. clean. They don't have to be like clean room crazy, but you you just, they're precision equipment now. And so you can't just turn off all the power to the theater and be like, well, we're closed mm-hmm. and then not have heating in there and cooling. You're going to mess up your super expensive projector equipment. Yeah. So you will have utility bills and this might be a good way to cover that cost of doing that. Yeah. I mean, it's weird as it is, as it is to say Um, For being quarantined, like we're in the right time to do it to where we have access to so many ways to still reach out to people and so many Mm -hmm. ways to pick up supplies and food or even just a little snack like theater popcorn. And, you know, if you're able to have access to that type of tech to where you can be able to still pay bills by just using, you know, a quick and simple way as making a domain and having stuff being picked up. Why not try yeah. it? I mean, you do need to pay those bills first, like to keep your lights on and on top of trying to pay back the studio. So, yep. No, I think it's why a, not? It's you got to get creative right now. And it, and we talked about this too. If you do have a little savings in the bank, it's also a really good time to update the theater. I've had several clients repaint their floors. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had clients re even thinking about redoing their lobbies. They've done deep cleans. I have several clients that took this time to do a thorough spring deep cleaning. Yeah. And, you know, so when you do come back, the theater will be freshened and bright and really nice. Yeah, especially in the times we're in, you do not want to come back to a theater that still looks as gross as when you left it. Yeah. No, it'll be... <laughs> That's for sure. It'll be really important the theaters step up their game with presentation yeah. right now. Because you're trying to curb the habit of people just being like, well, I can get it on TV. My house is clean. I mm-hmm. like my house. You got to get people away from that and be like, oh, I got to go to the theater. Whether it's because I like the seats or the concessions or... Just something to do. Yeah. Get out of the house after X amount of months. <laughs> and if you're a small theater and you have your social media pages, Facebook, maybe Instagram, really start reaching out. I mean, you're... Start posting like crazy. Start trying mm-hmm. to connect with your community. Just remind people that you're still there. I'm sure that they would like to talk movie talk, even if it's just a quick post about what's your t- favorite movie, what movie series are you going to want to yeah. see. Because when theaters do come back online, there's not going to be new products. So, you know, this is a great time for them to get in the old f- films, the family movies, the art series, the things that they, you know, maybe have been putting off showing. So get on on Facebook or Instagram, start polls, try to reach out to the community. Now is the time 
that you have time to spend on social media to grow, grow your social media presence, grow your marketing presence, just communicate that because then when you do go online you've you've laid the groundwork now that everybody's excited you've you've got people informed you've got them dedicated to coming to your page to check things out now you know get on social media for sure and work on just just reminding people why we love movies right now yeah exactly i mean it'll also help reach out to community make you closer maybe if you need to make them closer uh and on top of that, it'll help that opening lull that we're expecting to where people are still nervous, but at least they'll see these old movie classics. Maybe that'll convince them more to go to your theater. Yeah, maybe classics, maybe obscure stuff, maybe events. Maybe we do, you know, when you finally get the theater open and you, there's no new products, say we're kind of early part of May and everybody's tentatively reopening. Maybe we do a a movie um, like beginner's class, like film yeah film beginners classes and just teach people the art of loving movies like what how movies are produced and made and Mm -hmm. the parts that go into them and like taking what would be a film class 101 and showing those films and talking about them yeah i wish we had eric here to speak more on that because he did go through film school (laughs) yeah for sure that was definitely a class that i wanted to do in college just wasn't able to get around to so if there was an event like that happening i wouldn't be opposed to it at all Right. And at least it, then it's different. Then at least you're seeing an older film for a reason other than just to go watch yeah. an old movie. So we just got to get creative. Kind of like sitting in the rain, right? <laughs> yeah, that would probably be a perfect one. <laughs> Sorry, Ken's not here. So I had to, I I had to lean it. into it I thought a little. I was going to get through this whole podcast. No, you, I, you almost missed it, it though. But the last second I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. Yes, I have not watched it. I thought about watching it last night and then I fell asleep in bed so i did not watch it <laughs> one of these days one of these days yeah but well, but, but anyway I have, I have seen onward and spice and skies like 20 times you can critique the heck out of those oh and i have in my mind <laughs> had these conversations like i even kind of last week when i came in i was like kyle you, this is what i think of onward <laughs> yeah <laughs> just crazy so so picky <laughs> I would have made a good critic, but I'm not here to criticize films. I'm here to love them. And we love that you do. I actually really liked Spies in Disguise. It's, yeah. My boys have really liked it. Um, I, it's, I was telling the guys here in the office that it's just unfortunate in a sense that I feel like Blue Sky as an animation studio was starting to really hit their stride with Ferdinand and now with Spies in Disguise. They were really starting to kind of like get in there and, and find a niche and I I was, I really enjoy that. And, you know, Disney bought them as part of the Fox merger and Disney doesn't need this studio. Like this doesn't really, these films don't fit in into what Disney branding is. And so. No, not really. Um, I don't know if they're still going to continue with that studio or not. Was, I hope they don't, yeah. you know, break it down and just move people around. I hope that studio at least you know, gets maybe gets bought out by a smaller studio that yeah. needs an animation company. Uh, yeah, like, you know, Universal has Illumination, and that's really what they're known for. And they have DreamWorks as well, they right? They have DreamWorks animated, but um, I feel like Illumination's its own brand. It's it a, is now, yeah. It's Because it's beyond just um, Minions and 
and um, Despicable Me, but I think they do Sing as well. And yeah. Sing 2 got pushed back to 2021, by the way. Yeah. That kind of was sad. Yeah. But um, anyways, so Universal has Illumination and DreamWorks Animated. Warner's had Warner's Animation, mm-hmm. which... Um, and Sony had Sony Animation, and Sony Animation's really hitting a stride. They, oh, yeah, they are, they learned their lessons from Emoji Movie. Yeah, which I, <laughs> I gotta say, I've watched Emoji Movie a few times during quarantine, and I enjoy it. No, that's just, that's just being locked in the house. No, <laughs> it's, it's making re- you crazy. It's really good. I, I've never sad. seen it. I had no interest. It's actually pretty good. Like, I... I like all the voices. All the voice work was great. Um, it's a little high concept, I think, for um, parents. Like, I don't think they understand, would have understood it at the time. And the ones that would really understand it aren't going to go to a little kid's movie. So I think the audience missed the points there. But anyways, Emoji Movie was good. But you go from Emoji <laughs> Movie to... Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse and whoa. Yeah, that's it's a heck of a leap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and their there's new movie Connected bird. looks good too. There's an Angry Birds in there. Oh yeah, you really like the Angry Birds movies. I forgot they did those. The yeah. first one was good. The second one was okay, but my kids really like the second one more. That's so funny because so many critics think the second one's so much better. Really? Yeah, if you, oh. I mean, I'm basing this off of Ron Tomatoes rating, oh, so go gosh. with that as you will. No, but... the second one is... I don't know. I... I didn't see the point of the villain. I didn't I didn't like how um they treated Red. He didn't grow anymore. I don't know. There's a whole bunch of little things I didn't like about the second There's one. There's a lot of stuff that we can do a deep dive on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The first one was much better in my mind. But so so Blue Sky could have been really good for Fox is where I was getting at. It's such a roundabout way. And it's unfortunate that Fox let that asset go because I think um, I think every good film studio should have a good animation department yeah. and blue sky would have definitely been Fox's and it was getting better and better each with each movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, hopefully something gets figured out with that, whether they sell it to another company, hopefully they don't just yeah. dismantle it and call it a day, but yeah. Cause they we'll see about them. They already have so much animation on their plate. Yeah. Yeah. Between Pixar and Disney animation. I thought there was another studio they had too, but I don't think so. I might be making that up. I do that quarantine a lot. Quarantine brain. Quarantine brain. It's, it's fine. quarantine brain like mom brain when you first become a new mom. Like you just don't know what day it is because you're so tired and it's starting to become that way. To yeah, babies, which no one's talking back. <laughs> it was tough. The mom brain days were tough. It's okay. I'm glad to be out of the house, even though you are wearing gloves, making me uncomfortable on our podcast. You're making me uncomfortable by not wearing gloves. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> she slammed a desk. By the way, yeah. just <laughs> if you did hear that loud slam, oh, germs are disgusting. Let's get Ugh. out of here. <laughs> Touches Mike after this. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that to Kyle. I'm just glad that Kyle came out of the house, braved the elements. Yeah, because it did. It did snow <laughs> here on, a- <laughs> on April Fool's Day? It did snow on April first. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. <laughs> so we do have snow. It was really windy. There's this deadly virus going around, but yet Kyle is here. Yeah, I'm always here for the side. I'm he's always here for the podcast. Gloved aficionado. And he's here. <laughs> I'm gonna wear gloves next week. You're making me feel. You like, should. We should get Ken here, and we should all wear gloves. I, 
fine with me. I'm yeah. the one that I'm starting this trend. I'm I good with it. I wear face masks too, but I'm afraid you won't hear the mics through the face mask. Oh, I told if I had a face mask with me, I wear, totally would have worn one. Do you one. wear a face mask other places besides the office when you go out? To do I haven't shopping? gone anywhere other than the office. Yeah. <laughs> Neither have I. Well, I haven't we're, gone, I haven't the gone law in, told us to. <laughs> I know, but I haven't gone into a store in probably three weeks. Yeah, probably. About that? Probably the same for me. Yeah, I think it's been about three weeks. I've not gone into a store. Ken braves the store elements for me and our family. Hope he's being safe. I hope he's I worry. Too. I don't know. <laughs> I don't go with him to know. We'll just say that he is. <laughs> I hope he's not licking door handles or anything. I mean, you shouldn't to begin with. No, you shouldn't. But who knows? These are crazy times, Kyle. <laughs> Quarantine brain makes you lick door handles. <laughs> metal. Uh, so anyway, I guess something's up. Like there's kind of a silver lining with yep. dates coming back. Hopefully it stays that way, but we'll have to see how I wish it was things play out still. Rather than later. But I'm just glad to see something on the release schedule. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? maybe can change and if there's a dramatic shift in this country and all of a sudden we find a cure for COVID-19 maybe we can get movies back earlier yeah I mean that would be great yeah I'm okay with that I'm okay (laughs) with that too although everybody's been going crazy about quarantine I've actually really been enjoying staying at my house I think I some days for me too yeah Yeah. I mean it's snowed here so we're not gonna really go out anywhere but I mean ski season is also over for us because we live in the mountains so yeah it's warm enough that the skiing is bad, but it's cold enough to still snow in the valley. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just yucky right now. But, oh, good news. My mm. my Renault edition that has been like occupying my whole time during this is coming to an end, hopefully next week. Thank goodness. <laughs> I know. It's just a touch-up list, like some paint touch-up, mm-hmm. smoke detectors we got to put in, but just little teeny things. We got to caulk that whole outside of the house, but that's yeah. fine. No, that's good, though. Um, it'll yeah. also be the perfect time because in a couple of months with this break, maybe things will be, will be back to normal. Right, and then we're going to start rearranging my office. Yeah, because we're hoping to make a podcast studio of sorts. Yes. To where you guys can actually see us. I know. And you can see Kyle's creepy gloves. I don't know if I'll wear them at that point. Oh, oh they're a part of you now. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't taken them off in weeks. <laughs> <laughs> they're just stuck. Yep. <laughs> And on that note, (laughs) on that note, we're gonna let everybody go for the weekend. Mm -hmm. Good luck out there. Stay safe, and hopefully, we'll be back next week on Friday with some more updates regarding the industry. Yeah, um, yeah, same podcast and everything on all podcast platforms. Uh, Check out our past episodes. uh, See where this all began. (laughs) All this COVID nineteen stuff for us, Uh, and also check out our website, SilverScreenInsider.com. I know that theater owners right now are having a tough time and probably are you know doing everything else other than visiting our side at the moment but please do in the futures that way you know that we have all sorts of uh marketing information and updated resources Mm -hmm. for your theater needs in the future and we've been making announcements on the site for every time that we get an update on when product is moving which is crazy and all over the place so definitely go check out the scoreboard i know that you may think, oh, why? Because the release calendar doesn't have anything on it right now. But the scoreboard is updating 
constantly for um when something gets moved Mm -hmm. so if you were to go download it right now you would see that mulan is now in july back on the on the release calendar so yeah plus many many other changes that have happened the last two days yeah and we don't print when there is a change it's just automatically updated so you could print a scoreboard every day and probably see the changes as they progress on there so don't think that just once downloading it once a month is enough no you got to go download it at least every week Mm -hmm. to get it it updated because we update it as soon as information changes as soon as we find out about it yeah so um thank you guys and just keep being healthy and safe yep take care bye